Player prop. Hey, hello, everyone. John Simons, PPG Grandpa. Welcome to our bonus podcast, episode 47 with Jerry Post. We're going to be talking to him a little bit about his PPC accident that he had uh, with his wife on the back. So stay tuned. And if you want to see what happened, go to clearproptv.com to actually watch it. Otherwise, kick back and relax and listen to our show. Hello everyone, Sean Simons, PPG Grandpa. Welcome to our bonus episode, episode 47 with Jerry Post. Tonight, we're going to be talking to Jerry about his PPC, which is a powered parachute, which is, I guess, kind of similar to a trike on under PPG. And he and his wife went up and flew around and all of a sudden something happened to the engine and he went down with his wife. He posted a video that was part one, give, it was kind of a teaser. And then tonight he has part two ready that he's gonna post on the internet. But before he does go live, we're gonna talk to him in this interview. And we are gonna go live here in just a moment to YouTube. So everyone on in audio land, which is probably um, paratalk.org, you want to see this, go to ClearProp TV and we will have a link there. So hold on one second as we go live to YouTube. So hold on, Mr. Jerry. I'm going to go live on YouTube. Are you ready for this? I hope so. <laughs> just, just be yourself. It's just going to be, you know, us talking about what, you know, about this. I'll ask you to... I'll say this is Jerry Post and, you know, tell us a bit about yourself and, you know, try to try to do as many minutes as you can as I am posting this link around to get people to watch this. So bonus episode 47 with Jerry Post. Um... All right, here we go. We're going to go live. Every once in a while, you're freezing up. I hope my internet works. And we are preparing to go live. But it could be live right now. You just never know. So we probably are live right now, but it doesn't really said, show I, I've got a message here. It says meeting now streaming live on YouTube. All right, we are streaming live on YouTube. That's awesome. Uh, welcome, everyone. My name is Sean Simons, PPG Grandpa. This is a bonus episode, and my internet is unstable, so I apologize. Um, Jerry Post, he, uh, he posted a video on his PPC part one not too long ago where he and his wife crashed. So he got it all rendered up ready to go live but he wanted to talk about it before he posted it live on the internet so this is a quick podcast talking about uh part two of jerry post uh, crashing with his wife on the ppc uh welcome jerry to the podcast how are you good 
Very good. Thank you for having me here. Great. Great, great, great. Absolutely. Now, um, just so people know about you, and I'm also going to post this live link to our uh, Facebook page. Um, tell us a little bit about yourself and uh, what is PPC? Well, first, uh, let me say that what a PPC is, because it's a lot shorter version than the things that uh, I've been involved in in the past, you know, a couple decades. Um, a PPC is a powered parachute, and a powered parachute is a three-wheel vehicle that is an experimental aircraft that has a parachute as a wing. So I've taken this thing to uh, air shows, you know, if they're going to have a local air show at one of the airports around where I'm at, I'll go there and with the parachute in the bag on the side of the machine, people will look at the machine and they'll say, what is that? I mean, why are you here? It's got a big propeller on a giant go-kart or what? But what it is, is uh, a wing that you take out of this uh, container. In this case, it's a, it's a big black canvas uh, sack that sits on the side of the machine. And once it's out, then you put the, um, the PPC wing bag away where it's not gonna interfere with anything you're doing. You put this uh, parachute out behind your vehicle and it's attached to, uh, to the uh, <clears throat> frame of the um, vehicle by Kevlar straps and also um, nylon paracord rope. And when you go forward, that wing comes up. Now, if uh, we're going to play that video at any time tonight, uh, Sean, the people watching will see the wing actually be yes. laying on the ground yeah. and then come up. Uh, regarding myself, um, I'm... 64 years old. I just retired a couple years ago, 34, 33 plus years in law enforcement, uh, 30 plus as a deputy sheriff here in Southeast Wisconsin, a uh, couple of a uh, year in um, a couple other departments. And I was an MP in the, in the Marine Corps back in the eighties, early eighties. So um, married two kids. They're not kids anymore. They're 40 and 35, <laughs> but uh Nobody uh, in the family has a pilot's license. Uh, my immediate family and my brother, he's my, my youngest brother, he, he has a pilot's license and he flies um, like a Cessna. Um, so uh, everybody thinks I was a little crazy when I bought the, the PPC, uh, but uh, it is so, so, was so much fun, very, so much fun. So I, I, uh, I'm glad it that- like it, was, it sounds like it was a lot of fun, but you haven't flown since this last um, incident. Yes, and uh, there's lots of reasons why. Um, it is definitely not because I'm afraid. Um, I know that um, after I made the video and, and did the uh, intro, I said uh, something to the effect that I have not flown since this, I call it a crash. Um, but um, actually after it was repaired, had a brand new motor on it, uh, I did take it up one time, kind of get back on the horse thing by myself, and uh, I flew it, still enjoyed it, wanted to keep it, but I just couldn't feel comfortable flying around with something that might break again like that. Right. So what we're going to do is we are going to go through your video before you post it live on the internet, 
and we want to show everybody what's going on and have the opportunity for people to ask questions if they want to ask questions because this was i don't know was it controversial do we have a lot of views on it that was kind of like you know why are you posting this on here um, because you only did the the part one with kind of a cliffhanger right yes i i did that and um and i'm really in a way i'm i'm glad that i did it that way i um i got a lot of likes and um people were the only thing about it though is that they were upset some people were upset and they said you know why did you do this you should have waited until you had the whole um video you know rendered and, and ready to post and i see their point but really there was some controversy i mean people don't need to be telling me to f off and and the rest of the stuff that happened um you know clickbait blah 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 i get it but um i'm new to to facebook of about maybe 10 days now and um youtube i mean right. nobody's really ever paid any attention to my channel and uh i thought you know if i put something like this out there is anybody gonna have any interest in it and uh, I found out probably the hard way that, yeah, they had interest, a lot of positive stuff, like 95% positive, but you know how the world is. There's always somebody that's uh, going to say something difficult. Exactly. Yeah, that, that does happen. So can't what take we... them to, uh, by the way, Sean, can't take them to jail anymore. Oh, I know, right? You were, M <laughs> you were MP in the Marine Corps. So Semper yes, Fi, hoorah. Amen. Um, yeah, Semper Fi. Um, so what we can do now is we can uh, scrub through your video real quick. Uh, right now it's unlisted, so only only we can see it. And I think you posted on your Facebook. Yeah, um, and uh, boy, did I ever post it on my Facebook. Um, I've got 500 friends on there, which uh, I maybe know half of them. And uh, but the groups, there's uh, you know all the PPC groups out there. And when you're a member of that group, you know, it's going to go out to a couple thousand people in some cases. So I haven't, you know, I posted it um, about, I don't know, maybe three or four hours ago now on Facebook and hit those groups. And so I'm starting to see, you know, the replies and good job. And wow, was your wife ever cool? Because she was in the back seat of the thing. Um, yeah, so it's on Facebook. Okay. Now, a lot of people that listen to my podcast are, uh, they usually do PPG, which is power paragliding, uh, a little bit different than the power parachute. So the difference is, I, I think, I think I got this right, is that the power parachute, you need a sport license if it's, if it's a two seater, is that correct? That's correct. You need a um, sport pilot's license and um, you can get yourself started and you know, get the um, uh, train or the learning pilot license and fly yourself around and your instructor. But in order to fly any civilian around, uh, then you have to have the license. Okay. And real quick, I know that anything under 254 pounds is considered um, under the FAR 103, which is what we fly with the uh, PPG. Um, how heavy is a PPC? That's a good question. Um, I thought, and don't quote me on this now because it's been six full years since I've been involved, but I thought that there was a 1,000 or 1,200 something pound limit. 
that if it's above that, then it requires a different license. So um, I, I know that on the, on the aircraft itself, you know, you have to keep that um, check sheet of the balances, your payload and everything like that. And I have all the old stuff. I just never thought to dig it out. I didn't know if you if you're if you're going to ask anything about it or not. But um, no, it uh, it was definitely a license situation. And um, it uh, okay. yeah. All right. Um, I I just don't know a lot about it. I know that we have trikes um, that are similar. They look similar to the PPC. They have the you know the two wheels in the back and one wheel in the front to steer but it's usually one seater. Yeah, there's a, there was a model that I was going to purchase that, and this is important to say, um, and, and uh, the model that I got, the, the manufacturer is Powershute and the machine, well, it, it was an awesome machine. I mean, it was beautiful. I, but they also had a single seater. I think it was called the Rascal, but I'm not sure it was white but it's only a single seater and you don't need the license for that. You can just jump in it and fly if you thought you could do it. And I'm sure people have tried that. Um, I would never recommend that, but you know, anyway, that was available to me, but I decided, you know, I do not want to go through and fly and just entertain myself. And so I thought I'm going to involve my wife with this and anybody else that wants to fly. And so I ended up, ha I thought to myself, I have to have the two-seater. So that's why I went with it. Okay, that, that's, that makes sense. Um, we are going to take a look at it right now. So I'm going to share my screen. Um, you already shared it out there. So it's very possible that you guys already seen it as unlisted, but he's going to post it live um, after our podcast. So everyone will be able to see it. You already have 150 views. That's pretty good. And 11 thumbs up. So oh, let's go ahead and scrub through it. Okay, so we have the intro. It's a nice, nice intro. It shows a bunch of, um, I guess, of who you were, what you've done in the past. And then it shows um, right before you're ready to go down. All right, so you do an intro. And now we're watching you guys getting into the vehicle. Now, tell us a little bit about how this works as far as like her getting in the vehicle and uh, you clipping her in. How does that work? Well, you first um, have to know a little bit of background on how many times I've flown with my wife. Um, I thought it was two, but we were talking about it today and it was actually another flight. So three times uh, my wife, Linda, um, has gone up for a ride. And aside from the fact that she enjoyed herself, there was a lot of scenery and there was, you know, good takeoffs, good landing. There was no incident whatsoever. And this time though, this is the last time that she ever went up. And this is the, and by the way, um, nobody got critically hurt here. Um, in, in fact, I want to talk about this. If you would ask or remind me later about, um, crash versus you just had an engine out because I consider it a crash. But anyway, I want to, I want to talk about that later, if you would remind me, but Absolutely. so, so, so this is, um, you know, not the last time I flew, there was one other time after this, after the engine was replaced. 
And um, what I have, what I have to do with Linda is, um, and pretty much every other person that I had taken up before that, you want to make sure a lot of things are covered. Number one, they're strapped in properly. They have their headgear on, they have their goggles on, and also that they don't have any baseball caps or stocking caps or something in their pocket that's going to blow out because if it blows out, it's going to go through the fan or through the, the prop and then you've got issues. So oh, you don't have a uh, netting around it, do you? No, no. And then oh, I have okay. rarely ever seen netting. Um, and I don't know why. There, I mean, I think I do because there really isn't any place to put it. It would have to be a cone shaped and um, it may have been, a, would have been maybe a good idea, but if you're uh, diligent about it, you know, there isn't anything that's going to fly through there. It may be a bird that, that had, that has happened. I've seen that on YouTube where a bird went through one and the guy lost his engine. He had to crash into a bean field or something, but no, no, how no netting. cameras. How many cameras do you have? I see a lot of cameras and yeah. camera angles. What? Yep. I had, I had, I had five cameras running this day, plus uh, the audio track, which was another camera, but I didn't use any of the video from that uh, camera. Uh, so I had six cameras running that day. Now you're seeing a lot of other mounts. So if you're looking at my my wife on her left shoulder above there, that that's just a mount with an empty GoPro shell. Um, and then there's another one on her right shoulder facing away from the aircraft, that's empty. So I have these, I have, I have five GoPro cameras. And so at different times, I would put them in different locations on the aircraft so that I could get different views. It looks like a really solid machine. Now, how many CC engine is this? And it's a two stroke, correct? It is a two stroke. Um, it's a Rotax 582. Uh, blue head. There's a, I think there's a difference. I think there's a, there's a gray head and a blue head. Um, and I think the blue head was the newest and greatest at the time. Um, I purchased this in 2012 or no, late, late 2011. And um, I drove all the way to uh, the Little Rock, Arkansas area to pick that up, by the way. And uh, right next to me. Yeah, I know, and, and pulled it back um, with a trailer. And um, I, I got it back here and um, you know started, started doing things to it, like those lights that you're seeing above my helmet. Um, it, they weren't there, the radio wasn't there, um, those helmet hangers weren't there. Obviously all the GoPro stuff wasn't there. Um, and also because I worked at the Sheriff's Department, our uh, mechanic he was like he was the uh, electrical tech put all the sirens and lights in once a year they would redo the squads well they got a a batch of strobe lights in that go in the grill of the squads and uh they they leaked and so they had a little moisture in them after they were on there for a while and so they took them off and the manufacturer said don't bother sending them back keep them we'll send you some new ones I had a strobe light on the top, a strobe light on the bottom, a strobe light on the front. I mean, uh, just for kicks, I wow. you know would light it up, you know, just at at dusk, and uh, coming in and and with all those lights on, I mean, it just looked amazing. So and and it's I put a. Um, it looks like it's going pretty fast. 
The, you know, Sean, what, what, what kind of airspeed can you get off of these? You know, I, I got to tell you, that's a really important question because at some point in the video, you're going to hear me say 50. I looked up at my GPS and it said 51, 52 miles per hour. And uh, powered parachutes, if there's no wind, they take off at 30. This one does. Takes off at 30, flies at 30, lands at 30. And so they've been given the nickname, the flying lawn chair, because basically it, it doesn't do much of anything else. But given a five mile an hour headwind, you're going 25. Now, in this case, given a 21 and 22 mile an hour tailwind, I was going 51, 52 miles an hour. And so there's nothing wrong with that. Um, you know, obviously you don't want to try to make a sharp turn with something forward speed like that. But um, I also have seen where I've taken off off the runway and the ground wind speed was like seven to eight miles, nine miles an hour. Nine miles an hour was even kind of a high wind speed for this thing to take off in. So I would not do that. But I took off at that uh, seven, eight, and when I got to 100 feet, I wasn't going forward anymore. It was basically a 25, 30 mile an hour headwind above where I was. And so you're only going along at five miles an hour then, you know, I try see, to figure I see, that one out. I see it bumping around right yeah. now too. We're, hit, we're hitting a turbulence. Yep. That uh, Linda is now informed me that I'm not feeling quite well. And I had told her, you know, we're heading back. And uh, I explained that it was um, a thermal. And uh, so we hit a thermal and it started, it started moving around quite a bit. And at that point, I didn't want to get my wife sick or have her feel uncomfortable. I noticed in the video, I didn't realize it until I started editing it, but she actually was closed her eyes back there a few times when that happened because she did not want to, you know, get sick by watching the, the ground. I so, see some, some lines out there. Is that how you're steering was just yes. those lines out there? It's a, I think it's the same way you steer. You're on your, aren't your lines on the, um, the, the tips of the, of the, uh, the canopy and you pull or push or whatever you do, pull, right, pull, and it brings in the tip of the um, parachute and then that causes drag and you turn in that direction. Isn't that how a paraglider works? Uh, similar um, when we we have motor, uh, two by the way Sean I don't want to interrupt you but if you want to stop it there yeah I am the motor just shut off right it was like 56 or 57 seconds something like that where we're cruising along and then all of a sudden it went from the normal tone of the motor working to uh uh, 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 you know, kind of like five o'clock Charlie, you know, right. and I, I told my wife, I said, we have motor problems. She said, no, we don't. <laughs> I know. She thought you were joking. She did. Hi there. Someone else joined the, the channel. Yeah, we got Linda Anderson. She is our cheerleader. She's on mute right now, so we can't hear her. She's trying to unmute herself. There you go. I'm trying to get everything off. You know how that goes. Yeah, check. no problem. Check, 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 check. Hi, Linda. Hey. All right. So we're about to watch the crash. 
So we just want to make sure that we, we know what's going on. And we were just talking about the lines going out. You have one single line going to the tip. Is that how that works? Yeah, it's the, fr the front tip of, of each side of the wing. So that's, that's going to cause a drag on that side. So when that line gets taunt, um, the wing uh, deforms on that side. And then we're going we're gonna to turn that way. And it's done with your feet. Now, at one point in the video, I, I actually reached up and grabbed the line, no, actually twice in the video, once just before the crash, because I was heading for some trees and I knew I needed to get to my left as quick as I could. But the first time in the video, we saw a couple of deer and the second deer, you'll see me reach up, grab that line and, and pull on it. And what that does is that dips that wing and we actually turn toward that side of the aircraft. The second time- Now you're saying that, I, that you- Go ahead. Oh, um, what I was saying is, so you said that you steer with your feet also, so there's lines to your feet, I, I didn't understand. Yeah, that that is how you steer. It's not practical to use your hands unless you want to or have to. Um, the there's two bars on the front of the machine in the middle and so if i were to push on this one it's it's pulling that cord down and if i were to leave them alone they're both um straight and we would just fly straight with no wind okay and when you're pulling the lines over there that's just another way of steering also that's another way of steering, and it's also another way that you can um, steer more, more aggressively. So let's say we were headed for something we didn't want to hit. And in this case, there were trees there on my right that I thought we were going to end up hitting them. And so I was pushing on my left pedal because I wanted to go left. And I was also, I think I, you'll see me, I grabbed the line for a short time and I pulled it. So not only am I using my foot to take that slack out, but I'm holding on to the line and pulling it to even give it more of a turn. Okay, that's interesting. It sounds like um, tip steering on our PPG. Um, when we pull the brakes to actually steer, it goes to the uh, trailing edge uh, different lines to the trailing edge. So the whole wing deforms on, on both sides. And then we also have something that's tip steering that just goes to the tip. And when you pull those, it deforms it and does a nice uh, turn a little bit more aggressively. I have to stand corrected. I do believe you are right. I believe that these lines go to the back. I'm, I'm I, not sure. I, I've, I, never, I think, I've never seen one up front or up close. I, I am almost certain of it right now i mean like i said it's been six years since i've flown and actually even thought about that but um it does deform the wing on that side i, I believe you're right it's in the back and that's like creates like a little cup and pulls the wind catches in there and pulls it in that direction yeah i've never seen that before but well, these days i might check it out um so anyway let's go ahead and go back uh and check out the video and actually go through the actual crash um, scene. So I will share the sound also this time so we can actually listen to it. If you can back it up just on. a little bit. 
if you could back it up to where uh, we start having problems about a minute earlier. There you go. Right there. It sounds awful. So wh what did you feel when, when that started to, to do that, when it started to rattle like that? It, it went from being normal, like a normal sound, like high pitch, too loud, steady, to uh, like I was backing off on throttle, and I wasn't. Um, and then after that, it just, it's like I said, it stayed from the very first second that it started doing that to about 55 or 57 seconds later when it shut itself all the way off. So what were you thinking? Yeah, I see you pull, pull the line there. And right now you're probably looking for a place to land, right? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And I have to interject here, if you want to stop just for a second. There was a field that was behind me to begin with. I now made a, a 90 degree turn and I wanted to land into the wind, obviously. Obviously, if you're doing 50 some miles an hour, I, I, I understand. Well, well, I wanted to turn and go 180 degrees in the opposite direction so that I would land in this really nice, <clears throat> smooth field, no obstruction, no issues. And there was no way to be able to do that because there wasn't enough uh, distance. There was too much distance between me and where I wanted to be. There was a road in the way, right. high power lines, trees, cars. And so... I had to land crosswind. And so that's why you're going to see this uh, back and forth like that. And that's not normal. I've never, ever had that situation where it's been like this. You're always into the wind and it's nice and smooth. And, you know, yeah, it's I, saw, I saw the oscillation um, when I watched the video. And there it goes. It's dead. And she's just encouraging you to to land softly. Sounds like a good woman. He says, very good, very good. You've done this before, she says. Yeah. I talked to her about that later. I've never done that before. Well, I see that you're moving back and forth, back and forth. Like, um, you know, I, I, I see the oscillation. So as long as we're and here, it looks as long as we're yeah. here on this, I wanted to say this. This topic of is this a crash or is this a engine out landing or what um now i'm gonna maybe maybe it's maybe it's not a crash and i'm sure it's not in some people's books but after this incident i had to check to find out what faa says about this situation yeah there had to be um a certain amount of um injury to the person i think it was required medical attention uh -huh. or a significant dollar amount to the aircraft. And so it didn't meet any one of those. So there was never a report. But as a deputy sheriff, if you are in a car and you hit a tree and it, no one got hurt and no one went to the hospital and there wasn't a, a certain amount of dollar damage to your vehicle, I still call you hitting a tree with a car crash. But you know what, it, in Wisconsin, that's a non-reportable accident 
you don't have to fill out any forms. We don't have to fill out any forms for you. So I've had people on, you know, Facebook, you know, res responding to me and going, nice clickbait. You shouldn't have posted this like that. Um, F you, this is not right. Blah, blah, blah. This is not a crash. And so, you know, I, I guess it's your own opinion of however you feel about that. And I really wasn't going to talk about this tonight, but it just, I'm kind of like, yeah, sometimes I wear my feelings on my shirt sleeve and it kind of bothers me a little. I guess I'm going to have to get a thicker skin, Sean. Well, I mean, this, this is good that we're doing a podcast like this, because right now what we can do is we can show what happened and then ask people to post a comment and say, was this a crash or was this an emergency landing? Well, I wanted to tell you too, you know, the, the damage to the, the PPC was um, the axle and um, a part of the airframe. So, and the motor too was, was, Oh well, yeah. The motor was destroyed. destroyed so how much, how much is the motor for something like this? Well, you know, you were, we were talking, you and I privately about this earlier and the, the, the person I bought it from which I, I, you know, I don't even remember his name. I have the records, but I don't, I don't want to know right now because it's not really important. But this guy was a jet pilot for um, a, a passenger line, passenger carrier. I don't know which one it was. I forgot. And he also had a mechanics certification, not just for his PPC, but for other aircraft. And when I went to pick it up, he, it was in a hangar that he owned. So, and he was a, as a younger, you know, middle-aged guy at the guess at that time. But the point is, is that this guy bought it brand spanking new from Powershoot, flew it for like, I think it was 87 hours, then sold it. And then after I got it, I realized that there's periodic maintenance that I cannot do. And that includes the, the annual at that point. Later on, I did get my license for my own annual. But in that process, I had taken it to a uh, uh, aircraft mechanic shop <clears throat> that has an airport and they're very well known. I won't say the name, but uh, in our area, they're known. And, and they, they're the ones that did, you know, the, the uh, 100 hour inspection on it. No, at no time did I have to dump hundreds and hundreds of dollars into having that engine taken apart and having new bearings put in or replaced or whatever, you know, just as a preventative maintenance. Right. And so um, I, I forget where I was going with this other than the fact that you, um, you the engine had 115 uh, hours on it when the bearings went out and it caused it cause this and you just had a hundred hour maintenance so we have a bunch of people in the uh, chat real quick so let's say um hi hi bill h uh your dan keys is on here uh michael pendleton dave wolf um and we got a couple of questions so let's go ahead and check out what we got here can you play my song i made hmm <laughs> was, it, was that was that for me i don't know maybe it's for somebody else um <laughs> Let's see, there was a question. Where is it? Where is it? Um, oh, did you check the winds aloft uh, before launching? David Wolf asked. Well, David, uh, 
Let me let me tell you that what I carried in my uh, powered parachute container or my trailer was a um, helium tank and balloons. And what I would do before I went up each time is I would take and send up a balloon and look at which way the wind direction is going and how fast that balloon's flying away from me before I took off every single time. Wow, that's so, pretty cool. And, and the tank was inexpensive and, you know, I mean, it was, it was a huge um, thing to, to be able to know which way that wind is going and how fast that balloon's going away. So, so I do believe, I can't say that, you know, I swear on a stack of Bibles that I did it that day, but I was I'm pretty, uh, um, pretty strict about certain things. And that's one of the things I did every single time. So I would say that I did know which way the wind direction was but I did not feel that it was uh, something that was going to cause me a problem that day. All right, let's go ahead and watch the, uh, the crash here. And we're going to try to wrap this all up by seven o'clock in the next 10 minutes, uh, because there's other uh, podcasters out there that, um, you know, go out and uh, podcast tonight. So we don't want to run over anybody's feet. So let's go ahead and watch this. It looked like you hit really hard. You said your axle broke too, right? Yeah, it didn't break in half or anything. It bent where you, it could not be used anymore. Uh, and then uh, that part of the airframe uh, took some damage. And then you go through and you show us um, some of the things that um, happen, like uh, when your piston's head is all beat up. Um, and you also were talking about your um, your your bearings were gone. So we think that the bearings went through and banged up your head. Is that what you think happened? Well, that, I don't think that the head um, probably was any anything to do with why it stopped. Um, there was something inside that, that one cylinder that, that, that tore it up. Now you stopped it there. So you can see the bearings in that um, piston rod are, are there. Um, and then the other piston rod, there isn't one bearing left. The only thing I can think of is that the mechanic took them out of the bottom of the crankcase and threw them away. Now, in the video, when you watch the entire video, you'll see that that piston rod with no bearings travels about, I'm going to guess and say a quarter of an inch further down than it should, which caused it to hit the bottom of the crankcase over and over and over again repeatedly until finally the crankcase broke where air I'm sure was getting uh, sucked in. And so th there was no more fuel are because we, the, are those we two- losing him or did I, or am I that? gone? What's that? I, I'm not sure what you're asking. So my, my, my thought on it was that uh, um, the, Crankcase developed the hole, 
And therefore, because the two-stroke motors use the uh, ambient pressure inside of that crankcase to draw in fuel, it did not draw in fuel and starved the motor and finally it went down. Linda, it looks like it's just you and me. I'm not sure, but I think, um, I, and, and your audio is off, but I think that um, Sean's internet crashed. Let's see if he's gonna join us. I, I know, huh? Yeah. I know he, he, he muted me, he's been muted me. I'm like, hi. Yeah, <laughs> he, yeah cause you I'm might just hanging out. I'm there just hanging there out. he is, he's back. We carried on without you, Sean. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> no, we can't hear you, John. We can't hear you. Gotcha. My internet crashed. Thank you. Yeah, we that's what we said. Yeah. We're like Ooh. you crashed and okay. then my internet crashed. Yeah. It's, it's yeah. just awful. Yeah. Hey, I wanted well, to answer your one question if I could do that real quick. Yeah. You said how much did it cost? Because mm -hmm. I had all these cameras running and I took it to the um mechanic shop to do that, they sent the video to uh Rotax. And Rotax in Austria sent a brand new engine at no charge. But how much would it normally cost? 10,000 is what I was told. And then I paid $1,000 to have it installed. Wow. So right now, right now there's a, um, a farmer that, it, it, at least back then, he's the one who bought it from me. It was working fine. He didn't have a license. He came up, bought it, bought everything I had lock, stock, and barrel, helmets, microphones, everything, you know, except the helium tank. And uh, he, he is going to be using it. In fact, he probably still has it uh, as uh, an inspection tool for his crops. So I'm sure it was a write-off, but uh, he immensely uh, enjoyed it. He got a hold of me after he got his license and posted, posted a picture one time with him in a Santa Claus outfit flying in a red powered parachute. That's awesome. That is so awesome. So I guess uh, what we'll have to do is ask everyone that's watched this, um, was this a crash? Because, I mean, 10,000 plus another thousand plus whatever you had to repair the, um, you know, the, uh, the landing gear. I mean, that was a significant amount of uh, damage. And your wife had a, her neck hurt. Yeah. So, so the question is to everyone that's watching this, was this a crash or emergency landing? We will find out soon. Uh, so Jerry's gonna go live on his uh, YouTube channel with this video so you guys can go there and check it out. The link to his channel is down below in the uh, description and uh, check it out, subscribe because hopefully he'll get himself back in the air. Yeah, I mean, we need to give him some encouragement. The cheaper way of doing it is to go trike with the PPG, you don't need the license and a lot lighter and it's a lot less. I mean, 10,000 for an engine, wow. I would never get into this sport if it was that expensive. But Jerry, thank you very much for joining us. Linda, thank you for joining us also. Um, sure. Let us know in the comments down below what do you all think and uh, we will catch you next time. And what's going on tonight, Linda Anderson? Paraglidingtalk.com in... in an hour. In an hour. So make sure yeah. you go to paraglidingtalk.com yeah. and check Robert out Robert Michaels. Yep, my, my, my paraglider. I'm the paramom, Gerald, of Robert Michaels. So, Good yeah. deal. Good yeah. deal. Thanks for well, having I, me, Sean. Absolutely. Y'all have I'll a have great to, evening. I have to friend, um, friend you, Gerald. I saw your video today. So and then I tagged Sean. I'm like, how do I watch this? Your, your wife was very brave. I would have been like, freaking out 
when that motor went off, I would would have been like, okay, we're done. But she was so she was so calm and. <laughs> well, I want to say one. I want to say one thing about that. We're I'm a born again Christian. My wife is too, and we Amen. just give all the credit to God the Lord. You. There you go. There you go. All right, you you be safe. All right, guys. Y'all have a great one. Thank you so much for watching this. This is our bonus episode 47, but we'll still have our regular episode 48 coming up this next Monday at 7 p.m. Central. And you, you can always go to clearproptv.com and uh, like our page. Hey, thank you once again. Y'all have a well, thank you very much for listening to Clear Prop TV on our bonus episode 47 with Jerry Post. Make sure you tune back in Monday at 7 o'clock p.m. Central Time, 8 p.m. Eastern Time, and listen to our normally scheduled podcast, episode 48, coming up. Who do we have on episode 48? We have... Dun, dun, dun. Oh, we have a podcast with Good Pastor. Oh, this is going to be so good. So anyways, we'll see you then. Say hi to us on clearproptv.com.